station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, I don't really know how to do it for this particular movie, by, <laughs> by movie um, artiste, <laughs> Melissa Kersher. Hello. And by mu movie hobbyist, <laughs> Jenny Young. I don't even know if I'm that much. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here this week to watch the film Persepolis. Yay. And uh, that means that the first thing we have to do is talk to Jenna about what she knows about Persepolis. Nothing. Nothing. Sweet. I'm sure you guys have said something or other, but my, I don't, I don't remember. So, yeah. So, yeah, you right. don't have any idea. I don't listen to you guys when you talk, yeah. I think is what it comes down to. It's, yeah. Well, we were fairly covert about talking about this one, too. Yeah, so. I think we mentioned yeah. it was from the 90s. It's not from the or the 2000s. It's from 2000s. the 2000s. 2000s. It's we less than 10 years old. We yes, might have mentioned that it was animated at some point. Ooh. It is animated. It is animated. It is biographical. Uh-huh. Oh. It's a biography. Yeah. And it is based on a comic book. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is. it is also not in English. It is not in Why? English. Yeah. yeah, there there are a lot of things intersecting in this Venn diagram. Yeah, because yes, we, we have not done a lot of foreign language films, so mm -hmm, that, that mm -hmm. is this. And we have done very few animated films, I think only one other. Yeah, you might be yeah. right. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Emperor's New Groove. Yes. Yeah, Emperor's New Groove. We have not done a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, tw 2000 yeah, films. Yeah, post-2000 films, done a whole um, lot of foreign films. Yeah, it... it uh, Strikes a lot of boxes for us. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, I'm not sure how much I want to talk about this movie before we get into it, in terms of, of what, mm -hmm. what we let you know, other than uh, I think... Uh, what's the animation style? Is, well... Does that? It, it very much looks like the comic book. And it does. It, okay. It's a... Um, it's not your standard superhero comic book look. It is more of like that the indie zine sort of look to the animation. Okay. Um, very heavy on the black and white. Very um, two dimensional. Um, but it's a, it's a very beautiful movie. It's okay. a um, yeah. I don't know how much more I want to want to say about <laughs> yeah, it. We might, it we is, might just yeah. make this a make, <laughs> yeah. we need to make this a really short introduction uh, because I think uh, what is the language. French. 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 Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. All right. Which would make you think that it's a about France. And it, it is it's, not. It is not. Uh, <laughs> I believe, you ruined the whole I believe, surprise for me. I believe I can say oh. that. Uh, with confidence, but I think we can say that without ruining the film. Yes. So, uh, it, it does dovetail into one of the other very recent movies that we have seen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, but I won't say which one, just to you know, cover wow. our tracks a little bit. Yeah, but so. it makes a good companion piece. Yes, very good. To another film that <laughs> like, we've watched on this podcast. Like, Chianti? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little yeah. like a wine pairing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> maybe one might consider it a sort of a prequel. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> well, it kind oh, of We're really just kind of pussyfooting okay. around the whole thing. And so all I'm going to say is uh, <clears throat> this... You know, of the movies that we choose on to watch on the on a real education, I would guess this is one of the more obscure 
for mm-hmm. most people who listen to this podcast, they yeah. would not have heard of this film. When Playtime it, might be the only other film that I think. Yeah, Playtime's more obscure, but uh, Persepolis, at least when it came out, it, it hit the uh, indie circuit real hard. I it mean, absolutely it was, did. It, it was, I believe, up for Oscars. It was. It was, uh, it was nominated for yeah. Best Animated Film. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it has it has a pedigree. Mm-hmm. It has a pedigree, uh, and it certainly has a following. But I think uh, that. If you haven't watched the movie, let me strongly encourage that you do watch the movie uh, while we take this quick break Mm -hmm. in which we will also be watching the movie. And then we will come back and find out what Jenna thought of Persepolis. Yay! Rising up. We are back. We've been educated about the Iranian Revolution, at least in part, <laughs> uh, in a story about being Iranian and not being Iranian. And who knows? Anyway, uh, Jenna, what did you think? Living in two separate worlds, feeling like an outcast in all of them. Um, I, I felt like it was much more of a, a coming-of-age story than, than about the Iranian Revolution. I, I, mm-hmm. I've got to say, it's definitely much more about her and her growth. And everything else just seems to be happening around her. It mm-hmm. very directly influences her. But it's yes. like, eh. And then there's also all of this, you know, war and shit. Uh, so, um, yes, I really liked it. Uh, the art style was gorgeous. Um, the the story itself was was really strong. Uh, I I miss grandma. Yeah. Huh. Aww. Aww. I, I love the grandma so much. Yeah. She's so good. <laughs> yes. Uh, the the story behind Persepolis is it's a it's a deeply personal story. It mm. is um, Marjan Satrapi, who is the main character of the story, is sure. also you know the woman who wrote and illustrated the comic and also directed the film so this is actually kind of a a rare film in that you know first of all it's a movie directed by a woman she she did have a co-director named vincent perrinon who also helped co-write the script for the movie but it's she's a female director and it's a director who is directing their own autobiography sure essentially i mean that's Something you d- don't commonly see. I mean, you see biographies all the time, but not, yeah. you know, somebody directing a movie about their own story. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and it's a it's a remarkable story in that it's a uh, the the backdrop in which she grew up is it, it's her story is a well. She's growing up against this backdrop of culture that does not value women's stories, and mm-hmm. and we don't often get a look into uh, women under these, you know, under these totalitarian rules. Sure. That um, you don't often hear the their stories because they're not allowed to tell them. Yeah. And I mean, even in this this film, uh, the Iranian government, when this film came out and started touring the festivals, the Iranian government would um, harass and petition film festivals to not show it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that yeah. that hurts sales 
a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that seems uh yeah. <laughs> They're bad at marketing. Yeah. yeah. It's um in it, it it seems so Oh, yeah. It it, it it I mean, looking from the outside in, you know, you can it's easy for us to look in and go, well, it's horrible, you know, the, the headscarves and the, you know, there's no freedom if you're a woman. I mean, there's very little freedom if you're a man under that government too, but it's so restrictive. But it it's also remarkable that the simplistic views that we've been given as Americans have so much, so many more nuances. And sure. this, this, film gives a really nice picture into that story yeah yeah and um have you read the book melissa i have not sadly i have uh and the film is i i don't know probably about 90 percent at least Mm -hmm. uh, a pretty much direct adaptation of the comic which you know if you're doing an animated film you can yeah pretty pretty faithfully adapt the comic i think uh the comic is a little denser so there were some parts of the story that were left out and it's been a while since i've read it so i'm not even uh going to be able to come up with the details but i think there were more details about uh the oppression Mm -hmm. in in that she experiences in iran more details about the relationships that she had sure while she was in france uh in in school in france uh as she's growing up but uh i mean overall the basic idea of the film the basic story um which you know really is about uh you know and i and i it is not it is about her personal journey but i think it's also about how so many people in iran were alienated Mm -hmm. uh when when the new regime took over in that they all wanted something different than what they had, and yet they somehow ended up with something worse, mm-hmm. which is the sad irony of it. And we talked about this film kind of tying into another film which we've watched, which, of course, was Argo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an important film to me because it really humanizes Iranians to people of other countries who have been taught to think that Iranians are all the the Ayatollah Khomeini and all the the mm-hmm. mullahs that are that are controlling the country rather than understanding that there's a diverse country filled with diverse opinions uh, and plenty of people who are perhaps not suffering the way say the people of North Korea are suffering but still suffering under a regime that is extremely restrictive uh, and that is not necessarily what all the people want but they are they've created a society where it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, there's there's the idea that, that voices like Marjan's are pretty much silenced in mm-hmm. countries like that. And that even though she is not really happy outside of Iran, there is no place for her there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they have they have created a culture that does not allow her to be who she is mm-hmm. yep. and so she's either got to live with that and deal and be depressed and and be 
behave pretending to be somebody that she's not or she has to leave mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and still that's uh, you know she talks about the price of freedom mm -hmm. not, never seeing your grandmother again is the price of being free of that regime mm -hmm. possibly never seeing her parents again although I and again I'm going to go back to the book I believe because in the, in the beginning of the movie it does imply she's going back to it Iran, does, yeah. and I believe in the book she does see her parents again at the end okay. of the book, um, which is one of that's one of the decisions in the film that, like I guess I understand, but it also does seem a little bit strange. Mm -hmm. uh, but I suppose it's more to talk about that cost of. Well, yeah, I think it's it's underlining the 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 punch there. The the mm -hmm. this is the cost. This is the price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I find really remarkable about this about this movie is the way it tells its story. I mean, not just the the animation, but the way the way animation can turn things into an abstract so much that you can really compress elements of a story into one or two images and a couple lines of dialogue. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't have that that same freedom in a live action movie because you have to let living images live and breathe. But once you distill something down to a very simple line drawing you can say a lot with some something that simple so when you're looking at the story structure of this there is a lot of story packed in here and there the scenes go by so fast it it literally is one yeah. or two lines of dialogue a couple images and then we're off to the next scene but it, it's so efficient at hitting all of the beats you know here here's the party and the people running away from the party and you you know when the guys unfortunately falls to his death and that that is that is it that's a few seconds of film and then you know onward there you have the the decision that she you know decides to uh, leave her husband it's the you know coming home the next day so-and-so died last night, I'm leaving you. Done. Move on. And mm. and in a live-action movie, that wouldn't work because it wouldn't have time for the beats to fall, but you can do that in animation. And I, I find that very fascinating. And also, I think, um, gives this movie a lot of freedom to tell the story without getting really weighted down in... Well, sentimentality isn't really the word. It. I mean, like almost any other like more hollywood like movie would really kind of roll around in the all these people are dying and that's a terrible thing and really dwell on that and whereas like you were saying that's kind of just the backdrop to her personal story yeah and by moving this into a, like black and white animation it, you see the unfortunate things happening in the background and you register them but you don't have to dwell upon them so you can focus on what's happening with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it, it, it does a good job of, of showing how you can try and stay insulated from it, but it never really... Oh, yeah. It never sure. really stays away from you. You can't, you can't escape as much as you might want to, you know, as much as... I, I, I think, you know, it's really fascinating to see, like, her mother, who is who just really strains at the the like the veil and she hates mm -hmm. the veil and she clearly can't stand wearing it and knows that she has to that she has no choice um and the way that you and the grandmother who thinks the veil is just ridiculous mm -hmm. um 
and you see these other women in her life that are forced to live in ways that is not for them, that is not who they are. Uh, and that becomes part of her story, that, that desire to not let that oppression get to her and yet to, she still sees everyone around her dealing with it mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can't she can't get away from it ever. Um, and then it becomes a question of, well, is that going to, you know, you always, to me, it's a question of whether or not this is going to defeat her. Mm-hmm. You know, is, we, we have to assume, you know, if we know, well, this is based on a comic that she wrote, she must not have gotten completely defeated because she managed yeah, to yeah. produce something. <laughs> but, but still there's, there's that, very real idea that this world that surrounds her is crushing mm-hmm. and could completely crush her spirit. And I think you see that it does, in ways, crush the spirit of others. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you see moments where it overwhelms her. I mean, there are, uh, you know, definitely periods of her life where she's just There's lost. a name for it. It's depression. Yeah, yeah. yeah have some pills. That will yeah. make you happy. <laughs> yeah. That will okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, this will be fixed by a pill. Mm-hmm. Sure. <sighs> yeah. Which is kind of frustrating because I mean, uh, mental health is is a thing that that I've dealt with with numerous family and friends like forever. Oh, yeah. And 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 watching somebody, it's it's so very dismissive of mental health itself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, people struggling with a chemical imbalance depression as opposed to, no, your life fucking sucks. Like, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, when I personally dealt with the depression for years, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not something broken in my chemistry. It's that my life sucked. And yeah. once I fixed my life, I did pretty well with that. I have other mental issues, but that's a separate story. <laughs> we'll but, talk uh, about that for during a different yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but, we'll, I mean, we'll watch As Good As It Gets and we'll talk about that. The, the thing is, is that each of them are very, very valid in their own ways, but mm-hmm. they are not the same thing and they are not each other and you can't just brush off one as being the other thing. Well, yeah. Like that's yeah. in either direction. Mm-hmm. So... I think uh, one of my favorite scenes is this movie is when uh, the grandmother is just really pissed at her for 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 uh, getting that man arrested. Oh yeah, you know it's just that, that that's beautiful because you've got this moment where this woman who has been proud of her and kind to her mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. it's like wow she let grandma down <laughs> big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the door and she comes back in and shame on you and then closes it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Go grandma. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 And I I appreciated that because, you know, I, I think that character of grandma and you know that that character has such a profound influence on Marjan. Uh, and to see that moment when that character just is absolutely ashamed of what mm-hmm. what she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still loves her and still, you know... Yeah cares for her but really right now is absolutely I mean that so angry yeah that that's yep. the, the come to Jesus moment you know the, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 
Which, you know, the god in this... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of this hippie god that's just hippie. being there. You know. And you know, Karl Marx happens to be there, too. And... <laughs> the, the, yeah, the religion aspect of the film, you know, mm-hmm. she's... You know, the family is Muslim, mm-hmm. you know, as most people in, in Iran are. Yeah. But the, the religion is kind of a mishmash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know it's it's fairly. I I don't know what Marjan's religion is. I would at, at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've read a few quotes that would suggest she's probably you know a nun at this point or agnostic. <laughs> but but there's that that uh, assumption I think we all make of Islamic culture, especially like. A really oppressive one, as the, as there is in Iran, that all the people in in Iran must be just lockstep like zealots. Yeah, no zealots. No, they're they're people just like us, what? and we're gonna have vast variations in personality and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, again, it comes back to I think a real attempt to humanize the Iranian people and to mm-hmm. to give you that to remind you that the reality is a lot more complex than the really simple mm-hmm. uh, easy Iranians are the enemy it's um it, I will wax political for a moment but mm-hmm. uh, of course recently there's been a big old a big old brouhaha in America about you know whether or not the United States should be engaged in dialogue with the Iranian government. And certainly, you know, you watch this movie and you can't have a lot of respect for the Iranian government, but you start to recognize that the people are not necessarily the government, and if you choose to completely shut out a country, you're not just shutting out the government, you're shutting out all the people. And then it ceases to be just a black and white issue. Yeah, which is ironic. <laughs> given the, I see what you did there. Uh, given the film is black and white, it it becomes a lot more complex. And I've always said, well, we've tried not speaking to Iran for nearly thirty years, and that hasn't worked very well. So I don't understand how speaking with Iran could make it any worse. Yeah, we've uh, tried not talking to them after we gave them weapons and told them to, you know, kill each other. That I. Or, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's always that. important to remember that, that yeah. we are involved in a mess of our own making. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, a lot yeah. of this was our damn fault. The English mm-hmm. helped, too. Yeah. Uh, there were well, the, yeah. 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 Us meddling white people. <laughs> no wonder they're so angry at Western civilization. Yeah, no God. shit. I mean, really. I don't blame them. <laughs> with their jeans and their makeup and their <laughs> convincing us to fight one another man and fuck those guys they're, they're rock and roll music um, <laughs> Iron Maiden <laughs> yes <laughs> oh that was such a fantastic scene oh wasn't that and, and the, the tiger scene just gets me I yes. love it so much yes yeah I read the, the trivia on that was that they, they specifically said she was supposed to sing it off key apparently yeah. Yeah. yes the voice actress did not need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was told to do it off key, and I think it's just awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Although you know, going back to your point about 
about the about Iran. Um, it's interesting to me that this story is called Persepolis. You know, Persepolis being a city that no longer exists. It's um, I can't remember what the actual Iranian name for the city was, but it was a city that existed from 550 BC to 330 BC, and it, you know, like, what we sometimes forget is all these Middle Eastern cultures were the seat of civilization for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we keep keep thinking of the Greeks and the Romans, but it was the Middle Eastern civilizations that, you know, really made all these advances in astronomy mm-hmm. and mathematics and um, and architecture and it, it, this this uh, Iran at times was a really yeah, well and still is it's a densely cultured society and at times it was a highly educated society you know I I honestly don't know where they fall on the map on education right now I can't imagine it's great you know you know when you get down to the common when you get people to the kind of education that, that's allowed that's allowed mm-hmm. but yeah it, it kind of harkens back to an earlier time where there was kind of this more of an ideal of civilization rather than this con- constrictive one that exists now sure. mm-hmm. well you know what I think uh, you know Number one, I, if you haven't watched the movie, I encourage yeah. you to watch it. Yeah. Excellent, excellent film. Uh, and it was, uh, for for those of you wondering, nominated for Best Animated Film in 2002. Yeah. It was beaten by Ratatouille. In 2007. Sorry, 2007, excuse me. Mm-hmm. It was beaten by Ratatouille, which is a fine film. Yes. Uh, that I very much enjoy. Also, set in France. <laughs> so, oh, uh, the French. So there you go. There was a... <laughs> this is how I they do it. it. This is yeah. how they do it. Dare I say it? There was a... French connection. Oh, oh damn. Oh, damn. This film was also interestingly, although it was not nominated, it was the French entry into the uh, into the, the best pool foreign. for best foreign language yeah. film. Yep. Uh, it was not selected to be put in that category, so they put it into mm-hmm. uh, animated film instead. Uh, so, final thoughts, uh, Jenna. Um, there was a lot of cigarette smoking in this one too. Oh yeah, so God. much, so much. Why do we keep watching cigarettes? It make me want to smoke more. <laughs> watching movies that make me want to smoke more. That's we'll cigarettes, cigarettes, smoke, smoke, tobacco. <laughs> what? We'll, we'll see. What, we'll see what we can do. With but we'll, we'll watch. But, uh, thank you for smoking next. Oh, there oh, we go. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but grandma with her pipe. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! Just that the. the Old ladies with pipes. Old ladies with pipes. The, 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 smoke, the smoking was the, the smoking animation was remarkably luxurious. I mm-hmm. thought uh, so. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of smoking. <laughs> Melissa, final thoughts. The voice cast, at least on the French, uh, actually, for I believe both the French and English voice casting for this movie, um, the mother was played by Catherine Deneuve, who Deneuve. is a very famous French actress. Like she has had a pretty much sixty-year career in nice. the film industry. She started in nineteen fifty-seven. She has worked with some of the greatest directors of all time. She uh, had a kid with Marcello Mestri- Mestriani, who uh, was one of the great um, actors of you know uh, great European actors of the fifties and sixties who worked with Fellini. He was like the lead guy in Eight and a Half and Little Jolci Vita. She had a daughter with him, 
who played the daughter in this movie. She played Marjane. So, uh, yeah, Chiara Mastriani was, is the daughter of Catherine Deneuve and Marcelo Mastriani. And there's nice. a real mother-daughter in the voice cast. Very cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. I am going to mm-hmm. uh, point out Persepolis, by the way, Persian city in Greek. Uh, and it's a literal translation of the old Persian word Parsa. Parsa. That's what I was trying to think. Parsa. That was an actual ancient city, city that existed yep. in Persia. From 550 to 330 BC, its ruins still stand in southern Iran today. So, boom, if you want to go check it out, folks, uh, give it a shot. (laughs) Uh, The other thing I will say, our next episode, as is our tradition around this time of year, we are going to watch the film that won Best Picture at the Oscars this year, which is Birdman. Birdman. So, anywhere near as depressing as the last one? Birdman. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the one last year? Oh, 10, 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years yeah. a Slave. No. No. Okay. No, it is not as depressing. I wasn't sure how you'd be able to figure that one out. It's not as yeah. depressing as 12 Years a Slave. So, join us for that one. We will be announcing our next appearance at the Trilon very soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Right, thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education. Peace.